0: Welcome to the Crossroads Church Podcast. My name is Grant, I'm your host today, and I have a very exciting announcement for you. You may have heard my conversation that I had just a few weeks with our very own lead pastor, Jeff Abels, on the conversation of Are in-person services still important? If you didn't hear that conversation, I highly recommend you go back just a few weeks, listen to it. It was so good, so insightful, and uh, hopefully it'll encourage you. Well, that was episode one of a new series of podcasts that we are entitling Going Deeper. That's right. The goal of this series of podcasts is to... Provide discipleship content that is going to help you go deeper in your relationship with God. So be sure to subscribe to our channel so that you can catch every episode of our new series. I'm so excited about it. Well, today is actually episode two of the Going Deeper series, and I had a conversation with Pastor Bud. Plake. Pastor Bud is our care pastor here at Crossroads Church, and him and his team provide all of our counseling, hospital visits, funerals, and anything else that our community needs. And we had a conversation today on the topic, how to build a marriage that survives life's storms. Such an important and timely conversation. I am so, so excited for you to hear it. It really encouraged me. It helped me in my marriage, and so I hope it helps you as well. So let's go right now to my conversation with pastor bud plake so i'm here with pastor bud plake Mm -hmm. and uh man today we're going to talk about marriages and um a lot of the content that we're going to talk about today is actually uh the content that you give and and talk about in your premarital counseling yeah and uh so this is kind of like an inside scoop on a counseling session and and hey I'm, an, I'm a newlywed. I've been married for just over a year. So, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to just be the audience today, and I'm just going to be, you're just going to be teaching me things about marriage. And so, I'm really excited about this. This is going to be uh, an exciting, exciting time. And um, so, the reason we're talking about marriages is just because we really believe that through COVID and through all the things that this world's been going through, that marriages have been under attack. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, we've seen that. Uh, Pastor Jeff and I have made that observation that uh, many marriages are out of rhythm. You know, marriage is is the kind of thing when it, when we get in a certain rhythm and the rhythms change, work schedules all the time with children, all the time when maybe dad was gone, now he's home all the time, and you're, and you're having to rediscover things that maybe you've forgotten or dealt with years ago, and it's causing a lot of issues in marriages today. The enemy's really using that to cause um, marriages to be strained and challenged, and we've had um, a, a lot of counseling sessions about that, as a matter of fact.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we just want to hopefully encourage you, hopefully bring you some content that's going to help you if you are one of those people that is going through a tough time, or even if you're not, we believe that this is content that's really going to strengthen uh, your marriage. So today we're going to talk about how to build a marriage that survives life storms. Because how many of you know the storms will come?
1: Yeah. Uh, the Bible is clear on that. Uh, Jesus in the seventh chapter of Matthew Um, And this is the introductory scripture to this marriage counseling or premarital counseling. Um, It talks about um, there's a storm that when it comes, and it comes with its waves and its winds, if your house is built on the foundation of the rock, it'll stand. If it's built on the sand, it'll fall. But one thing's certain, the storms are coming. Uh, You can storm-proof your marriage, but you can't pray for a marriage without storms. And so understanding the principle of the foundation is so important, Mm -hmm. and it's not personality-driven, it's not um, like or dislike-driven, it is really driven by scriptural principles, and that's what we want to discuss today, those principles.
0: So let's dive right in. Uh, The content today, we're going to be talking about the three foundational components of marriage. So there's three components that uh, that you believe are absolutely foundational to a marriage, to build our marriage on a foundation on that rock, so that when life storms comes, we can withstand it. So let's talk about what is number one. What's the first foundation? Unity
1: of faith. We teach that um, having a relationship with Jesus, that you're in unity with your spouse, um, with is so important. And and it doesn't just mean you decide, hey, I'm gonna go to this church or this church and we're gonna just go to church together. That's not a spiritual foundation. A spiritual foundation is far deeper than that. It's actually bringing prayer into your home. It's actually bringing prayer into your relationship with your spouse. Actually having a conscious effort to read and study the Word of God together in your home. Yeah. It's actually having a time that you uh, set aside with your children for those same reasons. Um, and, and and even deeper than that, it's about being in agreement about your lifestyle of Christianity. There are many different lifestyles in marriage in Christianity, meaning personal convictions. Mm-hmm. And if those personal convictions don't line up, it can cause major marriage problems. And so in premarital counseling, uh, we deal with this. In marriage counseling we deal with it after the fact. Once there's been uh, an explosion or an argument or a major disagreement, we deal with it. So we we find it's better to get in front of those things and discuss what those um, boundaries are and understand those boundaries. Because uh, whenever boundaries are broken, whenever we have expectations and they're not met, there's a gap created. And if you put suspicion in that gap um it can cause major problems and so teaching teaching them uh teaching people to really have a deep faith and communicate about how they live it out that's the foundation one of the components of the foundation of marriage
0: yeah man that's so important i love getting ahead of that even before marriage i think would have been so helpful for so many people mm-hmm. you know i think a lot of us maybe we assume you know oh, well, I'm Christian, she's Christian, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. But I know even in my marriage, you know, me and my wife were both Christians, had been Christians for a long time before we got married. But there were some things that maybe we saw a different way because every church is different. Every pastor is different. Every parent is different. So people grow up with different ideals. And, and so there were some things that we just had to discuss, like, hey, I see it this way, you see it this way. So let's figure that out. Let's be let's get in unity. Absolutely. And, I and love
1: that. And it's the unity, because it, it's in disunity. That's where the enemy sneaks in, you know, and there's cracks formed and, and we're talking foundational here. We're talking yeah. um deeper than personality, deeper than like or dislikes or um a person's moods. We're mm-hmm. talking foundational, what their core belief is about, yeah. about their, their, uh, their, their faith, you have to choose to be in agreement. And in areas where you can't, um, that you can't agree on, you have to agree to commit that to prayer until you come into agreement. Yeah. And there's been several cases where in marriage counseling, premarital counseling, I would set aside um, the counseling session and just say, okay, hey, we're not going to go any further <laughs> until we get this straight yeah that there there is no way i'm going to move forward and and stand before your family and friends and 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 do this wedding with you guys being in this kind of disagreement mm. because i'm basically saying to you hey look um you're going to get married in an unstable unstable way and um and you you got to straighten this out we we have to figure this out through prayer yeah.
0: Yeah, I love what you said uh, before we move on to the next point. I I love what you're you're talking about. When we're talking about unity, not only in, you know, our personal convictions, our beliefs, but also in coming together as a couple to things like pray together, study the word together. You know, I know one of the things that that me and my wife do that has been so helpful is at least, you know, every night we pray before we go to bed. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, the goal is that it wouldn't be just, you know, once a day, but at least having that like at nighttime, before we go to bed, we pray together. And I know at first that was a little, you know, I had to kind of grow in that. I had to kind of, you know, maybe it was a little awkward or I was insecure or I would just be too tired or whatever the reason was. But when we started making that a priority, it just seems like no matter what we're going through, even if we had a fight that day, even if we're arguing by ending the day in prayer, it kind of brings us to back together in unity and kind of it's reminds practice. us. It's yeah.
1: a great practice, yeah. Great practice. I encourage couples that are engaged um, to, to begin to do that over the phone. Yeah. Like make that their last part of their last conversation before they get into the whole thing. Okay, you hang up first. <laughs> no, you hang up first. So before they get into all that, pray together. Yeah. You know, and it really does bring um, bring to light those those uh, real important things, yep. you know, about about your life and priorities, for sure.
0: I love that. Well, you know, we're talking about unity, you know, we're talking about how when these things come up and, and there's a difference in personal conviction, how we need to talk about those things. And I think that that's a great segue into our second point, which would be... Which is, um, I think, really one of the biggest hmm.
1: issues, if I were to say... Um, what is the biggest issue I deal with in marriage counseling in general, um, it, would, it would be the topic of money, okay?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But this particular foundational issue, this component that's a part of the foundation, is, would be the second most popular thing that I deal with, and it's communication. Yep. And communication is, at the very core, it's commune. Communication—it's how we come together. Um, you set the culture of any organization by the language you use in that organization. Um, here at Crossroads, we're very careful about language. We we, we guard our language and how we say what we say very carefully. Um, and in marriage, we should do the same thing. We should learn how to communicate in a mature, purposeful, honest, detailed honoring way, Mm -hmm. in understanding what the Apostle Paul said in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, speaking the truth in love, we grow and become. Now, this was talking about the church, but in marriage, it's the same way. We grow and become what God wants us to be by speaking the truth in love. Communication um, is something that hasn't taken place until you have empathy and understanding about the other person's view. That's good. It's not, it's not about being louder. It's not about being right. It's about understanding. And that's what people don't get about communication. Communication is a conversation. It's not a speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, communication is a lifestyle. It's not an event. I, I don't encourage uh, couples to put aside five minutes a day or 10 minutes a day to communicate. <laughs> uh, I don't encourage that. Yeah. Uh, communication should start in the morning, and it should end with that final prayer at the end of the day, yeah. and it should be um, a constant flow. And and communication, really, um, the most important component in communication, and, and man, I need everybody to tune into this because this is probably a key um, in your marriage, if you can get this one point, if you don't remember anything else Grant and I are talking about, remember this one point. Um, the strongest way and the best way you communicate is by shutting to the up and listening. <laughs> listen. Become a yeah. better listener. If you can listen and um, and, and and you can prove that you listen by being able to being able to respond intelligently. Mm. So if if you're watching the game and your wife asks you a question, you say, Yeah that's not an intelligent response. Yeah. Or if your wife's busy on the phone with one of her friends and you ask a question uh, and and she just kind of moans something at you, that's not a response. Um, uh, c- communication is about listening. When, when there's a problem in a marriage, many times as a as a pastor who counsels, I just try to find common ground so they can listen to one another, yeah. and that's that's the biggest component. In, in communication, um, and I, I like what the scripture says. You know, whenever you think about, um, when you think about communication, that we should be fast to hear slow to speak and slow to get angry. Yeah. And and what we are in marriage, most of the time when there's problems, we're fast to get angry, we're fast to talk, and we don't listen yeah. at all. It's like the it's, exact opposite. So we have to just flip the script yeah. on on that flesh response and get a spiritual response um and really, really begin to listen to one another. Yeah. And try to understand one another.
0: Yeah, I think there's, you know, there's two things here. There's One, I think would be the fact that you communicate, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's an issue for some people is that they don't communicate. So, you know, I think one thing that you mentioned is that communication has to be honest. Mm -hmm. And that's a big thing in in my marriage is that we're honest and upfront about everything. We don't hide anything from each other. We communicate. So there's the fact that you communicate and then there's how you communicate, Seems to be the two big things to remember is like, first off, you've got to communicate. Mm -hmm. And that's an issue that some people have is maybe they keep it to themselves or... they, They feel like they're honoring their spouse by not talking about
1: it. Yeah. And sometimes a really good heated discussion is better than silence. Right. Silence is a killer. Um, Getting your feelings out there, even if you're not skilled at doing it without the wrong emotions at first, uh, I I say this quite often. A really good, healthy uh, disagreement that some might even refer to as an argument is better than just going to bed angry. Yeah, Because you go to bed angry, you wake up bitter. That's why the Bible says you don't let the sun go down on your raft. You communicate about those things, and you get them out. And I know that... Um, it's very common for people in your generation, Grant, to be more open and communicate with their spouses. From my generation and older, it's kind of more honoring not to. You know, It's kind of like, I'm just going to be strong. And even you hear people get complimented for that attribute. Yeah, you don't say anything. But inside, he's boiling over, yeah. and it eventually erupts. And so uh, commune, coming together... And communicating is just a big part of the foundation of marriage. And it's yeah. something that we have to learn and we have to, to to grow in our skills to listen and understand. And 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 you know if you're really listening by testing yourself if while your spouse is talking to you if you're primarily thinking of how you can one-up them with your response <laughs> you're not listening uh, you're you're listening whenever you really 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 quiet your mind and you try to understand their perspective because they have a perspective yeah. and it's different than your perspective and you got to respect each other's perspectives and build a bridge through communication. And there's always middle ground. There's always middle ground. And and that's what we have to find, and that's what great communicators do. They don't live perfect lives. They're not perfect people, but they know how to work through marriage issues the right way, and that's through loving, honoring, purposeful communication.
0: I love that, and I love what you said about how, you know, in order to communicate, you've got to be willing to admit that the way that you see it may not be the only way to see it. Right. Absolutely. And so just because I think that this is how you should save the dishes, doesn't mean that that's how she believes. That's how you should, you know? And it's like, that's a big thing I had to come to realize was, okay, just because this is how I think it should happen in my, in my mind, it's not necessarily means it's a, the only way that it could happen or B, The right way that it could happen. Correct. But coming to a place where you humble yourself and you say, okay, let me just listen. Let me not just assume that my way of seeing this situation is right, but let me listen to what the other person has to say, and then we can come to that middle ground.
1: Yeah, a person that thinks they're always right, they're dealing with a greater issue of pride, and they will end up living alone, you know? That's that's how that works. You know, you have to cohabitate by communicating yep. and and really understanding that just because you see it that way, you know, cuz most of what they go through in communication that are issues, they're not they're not black line issues. You know, mm-hmm. those things are covered in scripture. You know they're wrong and right. It's all the subjectivities. It's all right. the things that are subjective to opinion. That's where the arguments come mm-hmm. and that's where uh, great communicators Uh, learn to to walk through things um, with great understanding, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I would say for us, uh, before we move on to the third one, you know, a lot of people, a lot of times when you're about to get married, a lot of people will say things like, oof, that first year of marriage, ooh, you better buckle up. Oh, man, it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. Mm -hmm. But because we went into marriage knowing that communication was a foundation, we left our first year saying it wasn't miserable. Like people said it was going to be, it wasn't awful. Like people said it was going to be. And we attribute that to communication and honesty. Those were the two biggest things that we attributed that to. So I'm encouraging you, make sure you're communicating, make sure you're watching how you're communicating, uh, humbling yourself. And uh,
1: yeah. Hey, one thing about communication before we move on, how you say, what you say is just are more important than what you say. Mm. Um, you can tell somebody something that's absolutely right, but if you tell them with the attitude, um, condescending or judging or um, disgust or anger, it just comes across and they're not hearing it.
0: Yeah, so good. Yeah. So let's move on to the third and final foundational component of marriage, which would be? Which should be trust. Mm-hmm. And,
1: uh, and and I don't mean trust. I mean sincere Trust. Yeah, and these these three components that make up the foundation are like laws. You know, it's it's not um, it's not conceivable for your marriage to survive without a biblical um, unity in faith. It's not conceivable for your marriage to survive without great communication. And it's definitely this this trust is the component that ties them together. Um, you know, in 1 Corinthians, when Paul, in his discourse about love, explains that uh, love always protects, always trust. Now, mm-hmm. uh, love always trusts. We don't always trust. Yeah. But love always trusts. And trust is the glue that holds your marriage together. And I mentioned earlier about those gaps that are created, yeah. you know, in your convictions. Well, when it comes to trust, those gaps are created as well. And what you fill them with. You know, it's like if if you're supposed to be here and you're not there, and your spouse notices you're not where you're supposed to be or where you said you would be, well then that creates a gap.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In that gap, you can place suspicion or trust. If you sincerely trust each other, you're gonna make a trustworthy assumption. If you don't you're going to make a suspicious assumption. So good. Man. And in that suspicion, that's where all of, of the insecurities come in, and that's where uh, the number one needs of each other's marriage relationships are not being met, because if, if trust is gone, then literally your wife will feel so insecure and, and security is her number one need, and when trust is gone, it makes men feel uh, dishonored. Like you don't trust me, really? Mm. You don't trust. You you think I can? I'm capable. And so it ends up it ends up making them feel dishonored, which is a man's number one need. Yeah, and it it just destroys the foundation of. Of those other two components, and so I refer to to trust as the water that kind of adheres everything together and makes the foundation work. And um, and and the thing that's that's really crazy about trust is um, in marriage counseling. This happened recently. I say recently in the next in the last few years. This this literally happened. I, I always test the, the 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 couple based on these on these points, like, mm-hmm. okay, so where do you put your trust level in him? And they'll answer in each other. And so uh, in this particular session, the the man answered, I trust her, I don't know, a two? <laughs> and I'm like, a two? <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> and you ask her to marry you? <laughs> I... I wouldn't let a guy serve me food at a restaurant <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't trust him more than a two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> and you're going to commit the rest of your... And right in front of his spouse, I'm having this discussion. So again, or his future spouse. So again, I put aside the marriage counseling and I say, okay, we're not moving forward until we get past this because yeah. you cannot get married without trust. Trust is a foundational component and it's yep. impossible to build a marriage if trust doesn't exist, it's impossible.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I love what it says about, you know, trust is something that builds, it's a slow build, you know? And, oh, yeah. And it's daily decisions, you know? And it's, it's that communication, that honesty is what helps build that trust. I know that for, for my wife, that was her number one thing was honesty. You know, mm-hmm. she had been hurt by so many people in the past and her thing was, as long as you're honest... I, we can work through it, you know? And it's because you've got to be able to trust each other. And if, if if I know that you're hiding something from me, you know, it's even if that one thing that she finds out that I hid from her, it's like, why'd you hide that from me? What mm-hmm. else could you be hiding that
1: from Absolutely. Me? You know what I mean? And that's the thought process and that's where it takes you. Um, and when there's absolute trust, as a matter of fact, I'll tell you this, if 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 a married couple tells me, you know, we trust each other, Mm, it's about an eight on the scale of one to ten. Well, that's the level of their marriage. You're not getting beyond that. Mm. Uh, if it's a five, well, they're going to have a five marriage. Um, and you know, these laws that that I'm discussing here, it's not like the speed limit law. It's like the law of gravity. <laughs> it's like it's like if you fall yeah. off a ten-story building when you hit the ground, the law of gravity says you die. And if you're breaking these laws of of the foundational part of your marriage, um, it's not going to survive. And so it has to be addressed. And that's why we do counseling. That's why we help people walk through these things. And then we have great marriage small groups at our church that help people as well um, learn these principles. And and, And that's our heart. We want to teach people these principles so they can see improvements in their marriage as they grow in Christ and as they become all that God has for them. And and there's one thing I want to say here. I know we're close to closing and man, I just want to say this, there is hope for your marriage. Mm-hmm. Don't don't let any anybody tell you it's hopeless. We've seen miracles happen when people come to counseling and they really want God to move in their marriage, God can do it, and if you're willing, if you're willing to take the challenge, um, God can come through for you.
0: I love that well. We're gonna ra- go ahead and wrap up I really hope that this was encouraging for you I really hope that this was helpful for you in some way why don't we wrap up Pastor Bud if you don't mind praying over marriages like we said marriages have been under attack mm-hmm. um, throughout this past year with everything going on with lifestyles changing and rhythms changing so why don't you why don't we end this podcast by you just praying over our marriages?
1: Absolutely. You know, I'm a podcast-aholic, and so I listen to a lot of podcasts. And so I know how this is. I don't know where you listening to this. You might be running right now. Uh, you might be uh, cooking a meal right now. You might be at a restaurant or driving. If you're driving, don't close your eyes. In every <laughs> other instance, just close your eyes with me, and, and I want to pray for you, and I want to pray for your marriage. Father, I thank you that you're a miracle-working God, and I thank you that there is always hope from your word. And God, I thank you that you just align this person to hear this podcast. And I pray that a miracle will be done in their marriage. I pray that they would seek wisdom, that they would seek counsel, and that you would direct them and direct their steps and let them see the truth, Father, that marriage marriage has to be built on the foundation of their faith and on the foundation of Scripture. And that they have to learn the skills of communication and they have to grow a relationship of trust by by adhering to your word and adhering to boundaries, Father, that build trust. And God, I pray you bless marriages for those that are just under attack, because of the change in the rhythms of life, I pray that you would minister life to them, touch them. I come against the enemy that would come against them, and I speak I speak life over them in the name and the authority of Jesus Christ that you would touch their marriages today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.
0: Amen. Well, Pastor, thanks for coming in and giving me this free uh, counseling session. Oh no, uh-huh. man,
1: no, <laughs> no. You are you and Megan are an awesome example of uh, of how a young couple should do it. I know you guys had premarital counseling and you had a plan going in uh, to the biggest decision of your life. It's pretty cool to have a plan yeah, going yeah. <laughs> in. That's why premarital counseling is is amazing. And hey, we offer uh, counseling through the church office. Yeah. If if you have need. Of counseling, uh, just call the church office and ask, and they'll connect you uh, to Miss Ngozi Medwagu, who works in our pastoral care, and she'll set up marital, uh, pre-marital counseling or marriage counseling for you.
0: All right, Absolutely. thanks for coming in, Pastor. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. If this video helped you in any way, it would mean the world to us if you subscribe to our channel, liked this video, and even shared it on social media. We want to get the word out to as many people as possible so that we can help people build marriages that will survive life's storms. Thanks again for listening to episode two of our Going Deeper series. And be sure to tune in this Sunday for our weekly sermons that we hope will help you grow deeper in your faith.